everybody. Welcome back to episode two of Humans of Springford. Hopefully you enjoyed the first episode and you're enjoying this new format as we highlight the, the people behind uh, the various businesses and those that are investing in the community of the Twin Boroughs and beyond into Limerick and Upper Providence Township. Today, my guest is Brad Sinrod. He's an entrepreneur and also one of the people behind the Main Street revitalization efforts here in Royersford. Brad, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, no problem. So um, I just wanted to give an opportunity for you to uh, let people know who you are, your background, and uh, maybe share some of the details of what's been happening on Main Street. Sure. Well, I, I just wanted to thank you for what, what you've been doing. Um, we've all been watching your show as it's developed and uh, gives everyone a good sense of some of the things that are going on in town. So I, I think it's important to share that, and I, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so just to give a little of my background, um, I was born in New York City and lived there until I was 18. And um, yeah, New York City is pretty nice and fancy and stuff now, but it was, it was, was not quite that way when I was growing up in Brooklyn Oh wow! Um, in the 70s and 80s. So <laughs> I was pretty happy to get out of there once I went away to college. Um, didn't, didn't really uh, want to look back on that mm-hmm. and ended up settled, you know, ch- chasing a girl and ended up settling down in Pennsylvania after <laughs> some twists and turns. Um, and I, I live, you know, 20 minutes away from Rorish Ward now. Um, went, ended up going to um, Penn State for graduate school, got my MBA there. Um, and since I think we, we talked about this, but since 1995 or 96, I've um, been involved in various entrepreneurial businesses. I, I was a, a dot com kid in the <laughs> 90s, started an internet company, did that whole thing, um, and uh, sold that um, and got into real estate. So since 2002, um, I've always had a big real estate component to whatever I've done. So I do have a medical equipment business in Birdsboro. We, we um, have stuff manufactured for us, orthopedic braces, and which we distribute. We, we're open now. It's a um, uh, healthcare company. So we're, we're everyone's working from home, but right. um, we're open and um, busy and and. Um, and providing pre- prescription level um, bracing, knees, backs, cervical extremities, you know, either people who have chronic conditions or trying to put off uh, surgery by using a like a knee, knee brace to right. try and delay having a knee replacement for a few years, um, and also people who are post-operative who have had a spinal fusion or something like that and need some stability while they while they heal and that business has been great we're we're in um about half the country we're oh wow all up and down the east coast and then some other states um across the country um so it's been it's been challenging um you know that we've we have um technicians who are going into practices where everyone's wearing masks right. and maybe some of the patients have been exposed to the virus and you know, we're doing the best that we can to, to keep our employees safe. Um, 
to help patients who, um, you know, there are other ailments besides COVID right, right now. And so there are people who have other problems, you know, if you um, have a bad ankle sprain uh, and you're home and you can't go to the doctor and you, you know, don't want to have surgery. Um, right. We're, we're still servicing a lot of those patients. So it's been, been interesting. Yeah. And I know that a lot of these elective, you know, quote unquote elective things have been postponed completely. So, you yes. know, it's it's funny. It's a very subjective term. Whether the person that's going through the injury thinks it's elective or not, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, well, I it's you know, what do they call it? Um, joy of life or what, what's the term? Uh, I forget. Activities of daily. Yeah, daily. like yeah, yeah, daily life and and uh, quality of life. That's the word term I was looking for. Like, uh, yeah, I I guess I could put off this ankle surgery, but I also will be sitting on the couch for a month and a half. If you can't get up and down the stairs, right. you, you can't function. So, right, exactly. Um, and we have, yeah, we, have so a, we, we have a great team, um, you know, managers and, um, uh, you know, we're, it, there's a lot of change always in healthcare, but, you know, try and, try and stay up with that. So that sort of leads me to how I got involved with, with Roars for, right. um, I have, like I said, for 20 years or so, I've been investing in real estate and started very small. Um, but I've always been attracted to uh, small towns. Maybe it's because I grew up in New York City. I, right. I really like that small town charm. And that, that's what I was, I, I was missing growing up. Um, and so as my, as my medical business has grown, um, well, let me back up for a second. So. I've invested in a lot of towns that have had main streets that maybe were great and had fallen into disrepair. And then as people started um, wanting to be able to walk to dinner and walk to the services that they need, uh, a lot of these people have looked at these very pretty downtown main street areas as an opportunity. And I've always looked at it that way too. So, um, we did some stuff in Downingtown, and and you know, 20 years ago, a lot of these towns we got into sort of before they bounced back. So right. you know, Downingtown, we bought some buildings in Ardmore, which is now they're building high rises in Ardmore. Yeah, but that's back, crazy. You know, we we bought stuff that was empty, you know, old, needed to be refreshed. Um, and, and some other some other towns like that, um, some stuff down in um, uh, University City, some other college campuses. Right. And so, as my business was growing in Birdsboro, and and you know we're it's not fancy space that we're in, but we were busting out at the seams. Right. We started to look for a town where we could uh, set up shop, and I spent years driving up and down 422 and looking at all these exits along the way between where I live in Villanova and where my office is in, in Birdsboro. And I was like, huh, let me get off at some of these exits and, and drive around and see if I can find a place that's a little more um, centrally located and, and has some potential. So I drove through Roars Ford a bunch of times and, and I just, it really it immediately struck uh, a chord with me. Um, as I looked around, um, and these are, you know, as a sort of real estate person, these are the things that, that sort of maybe jump out at me. Right. Very few for sale signs. 
So that means, you know, everyone's staying put, stuff yeah. selling quickly. Uh, everyone's grass was cut. Um, <laughs> all of the fences were mended. You know, the front yards were all well groomed and taken care of. And I was like, oh, this is a place where people really like to live here. Right. Um, and the location's unbelievable, <laughs> right off of 422. So, so literally like three or four years ago, I went on the borough webpage and sent an email that said something like, um, I, I'm, a, I'm looking for a place to relocate my business. I'm a real estate investor. Every town has someone that knows what's going on. Can you put me in touch with that person? Yeah. So 10 minutes later, Anil, the borough council president, yeah. emails me or calls me and says, you know, we got a lot of empty buildings. Come on down. I'll show you around. <laughs> so he took me on a tour and we looked at, and you got to remember, and all the local people remember, uh, four or five years ago, with a few exceptions, Main Street was pretty empty. Yeah. Um, you probably had, what, Anna Marie's, Chrisman Jewelers, and not much else. Main Street Cafe, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah. and there, there are lots of reasons why Main Streets in Pennsylvania and other places have emptied out. You know, you had all the big, big box, you know, if you look at sort of the last 40 years, right? right. So all the big box stores opened up, you know, sucked all the mom and pop grocery stores and shoe stores and appliance stores and that, that all disappeared. Right. And then you have these footprints of stores that are a thousand square feet, 1500 square feet. It's very difficult to have one or two or three employees with that many, that few square feet and yeah. you have an efficient business. Mm -hmm. If you look, if you go to uh, Best Buy, you know, there's six people there in a 30,000 square foot store. <laughs> it's just much more, you know, the, the ratio of selling space to the number of people you have to have working the register. It just, it all changed. Yeah. And with Amazon and Netflix and all this stuff, right. Um, all these spaces just got emptied out. Um, you know, so, um, but I, having been involved with other small towns, there are things that replace them and you just have to make that, that shift of, yeah. you know, you're not going to be selling computers or, <laughs> or shoes or things like that, right. um, but you are going to be providing unique experiences and services that people need, right? You can't, you know, I, I, I go to Anne Marie's all the time and I, yeah. she's awesome. You can't get that delivered. You know, you can't get that delivered. I know she delivers, but yeah. <laughs> if you want to have that kind of experience yeah. and that kind of food and have it be hot and fresh, you have to go there. That's, yeah. You can't replace that. Right. Um, or, you know, um, Soul Joel's, uh, yeah. you know, that's a live experience. You've yes. got to do that in person. So these things start to um, fill back in if, if you can be a little proactive about it. So right. Anil took me on a tour and showed me all the buildings that were empty which were, there were a lot. So we looked at um, five or six of them and um, we ended up buying initially the um, old Lebo furniture building from uh, Roger and his family. Yeah. And Roger's an awesome guy, pillar of the community. That business was there for a very long time. And it just, you know, the market changed and they decided yeah. to, to close up and it was empty for seven years. Wow. Um, so um, we were able to purchase that and we had to do a fair amount of reconfiguring to make it something that would work in the modern 
economy. Right. Um, so there's some apartments upstairs. We've renovated all of them. There's, um, there was one furniture store and now there's five different, um, commercial spaces. And initially no one was interested because yeah. it was an empty street with empty buildings. <clears throat> Yeah, I would imagine it's hard to get that first person. <laughs> like getting the first one's hard. Getting yeah. the last one in, very easy. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they're, um, they're benefiting from everybody else's presence at that point, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, so the first first mover on that was um, Senator Muth, Katie Muth. Nice. Um, she's local and needed a local office and really wanted to be on Main Street Roars Ford, um, and. You know, it was an empty building and they came through and she said, I want to be here. I want to be right in the middle of town. Um, so, you know, working with her and um, the folks in Harrisburg and her staff, we were able to build out that office. I, I hope everyone's been in there yeah. at some point. It's a beautiful space. Her staff is awesome. They're very uh, community oriented. They provide tremendous services to um, all the people in town. You know, if anyone has um, something that they need help with, that, that would be a place I would stop in. Highly mm-hmm. recommend that. Um, and they were the first mover, and that was that was, you know, it, it was it that that started the whole transformation of the street, as you know, of this this wave of yeah. transformations. Um, and then after that, um, Liz from Corfit, um, you know, she was. Um, uh, up the road in a industrial building. And she also, she said the same thing. I, I want to be in town. And yeah. around that time, Sweet Aloha's opening up and they know each other. And, you know, Brian and Janine, everyone knew they were going to make things work. Right. So uh, you know, Liz was the next one to sort of say, I'm going to do this. It's the middle of town. I want to be there. We'll figure it out. Um, so, so she moved in and, um, and they've been doing great. And I don't know if, if um, I know if they have a huge following, they do these very intense exercise programs. I've gone a few times. I end up embarrassing myself and <laughs> all of the, it's, you know, it's not all women, but it's a lot of women and they're yeah. all just, they can lift more than me. They can, lift, they can <laughs> do more exercise than me. It's like the most embarrassing thing. And they're all sort of, I, I try. You're, I try you're to not keep, a small guy. You're tall. You know, <laughs> you probably, <laughs> probably have a head of uh, height on all of them and you're <laughs> there's some very strong fit athletic people there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I yeah i would have a hard time being there myself and, and <laughs> everybody who's seen the show knows what i my physique so <laughs> um but liz helped me a lot with um you know getting through some injuries that i've had and i've, I've you know taken private training and stretching stuff yeah. there it's been really great and, and their business is going pretty well right now during mm-hmm. the um, quarantine. They're, they're not allowed to open, mm-hmm. but they have a uh, Facebook page for members. Um, I, I think their membership has actually gone up. Wow. Um, and people are working out at home. And I, I have a membership, and my daughter and I, there's, there's pictures there of <laughs> me and my daughter doing yoga um, at home, watching the videos and, uh, you know, no, no one wants to see that, but you can yeah. if you want to. Um, <laughs> but they, they've, been, they've been going, um, doing very well. And, and it's a great business for Main Street because yeah. here you have these folks who join a private gym. So they're you know, coming into town. Um, 
there's still plenty of parking despite like a few knuckleheads on Facebook who somehow think that there there aren't. There's hundreds <laughs> yeah. of empty spots every day, even before yeah. the corona thing. Right. So the these the the CoreFit members, you know, like Senator Moose staff, you know, they're driving into town, they're parking, they're shopping, you know, they're having coffee and breakfast and lunch and it, it's been it's been great. There's a lot of people walking around walking around. Um, I know you, you, you've always, asked, you've always asked me what else is going on in that building. Right. I'm not quite ready to say yet, That's fine. Um, but we, we do have signed leases for every single space. In the, That's awesome. In the building. Um, and all things that will continue. Yeah. Assuming COVID ends at some point, right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all, you know, medical and professional and services that are in demand and are, you know, will will do well if there's a recession or slowdown or social distancing. That that building will be full and up and running, um, fully on its way. That's awesome. Um, and just on the parking thing, there's I, I believe a hundred and ten or twenty parking spots back behind um, that section of the um, three hundred block of Main Street. Yeah, it's full. I don't think it's ever full, full, but, you know, Saturday brunch would be sort of the, the peak time when everyone's yeah. at the gym and everyone's at brunch and blah, blah, blah. There's still plenty yeah. of park, parking there. Um, and the borough has been very proactive in creating more parking. They've identified other lots and spots and ways to restrike things. There, there's no parking problem downtown. People should right. come down once you can. Once they're allowed. I know. It's and, so um, I'm itching, man. I'm definitely itching to get back out and do things. We've we've done some takeout from the various Warriors Ford Spring City businesses so far just to try to keep the support going. And yeah, I really same. believe that once these things start to loosen up, people are going to be in droves. Yeah. <laughs> it, just to have that freedom again, it's going to feel good. Yeah. So so then the sort of the next the next step for, for us was um we ended up buying um uh it's like seven or eight buildings on the corner fourth and main. So it, um, you know, the, the main building being the one on the corner of fourth yeah. and main, um, which has the downtown signs in the window. Now um, it used to be a cash for gold junk store would probably be the best description. Right. And before that it was an auction house. And sometime before that it was the town hall and it's been all kinds of things in between. There, there was a clock tower on top at one yeah. point. Um, and uh, I believe it either fell down or had a fire. I'm not quite sure. But, uh, yeah, they had to take it down. I, I remember them mentioning that in the historical society. They talked about it a little bit. And, and I know I, people always say, wow, it'd be great to have a clock tower there. <laughs> well, I personally, I don't even wear a watch anymore because my <laughs> phone has the time. Right. But I do architecturally love the idea of a clock tower. And if someone would like to pay for it, <laughs> I think it probably, you could either buy every single person in town an Apple watch um, and they could have tell time or yeah. probably for the same cost, we could build a clock tower that probably <laughs> no one would look at, right. but it would look nice. So yeah. if someone wants to do a GoFundMe, I will provide the platform for them to build. There you go. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a piece of nostalgia that people like to, to see yeah. things like that, which I think is, it's awesome to see the work and that the, the, um, 
the the refacing that's been done on a lot of the buildings has just really been extraordinary to see literally see the buildings come back to life in your in front of your eyes it's pretty cool to see that especially with that building the borough hall with the seeing that there's going to be a an outward facing business there anchoring that corner yeah. uh, as opposed to just something that seems to be closed at all times which is what it seemed like before so whenever it does happen it's going to be exciting yeah um i am in constant touch with with the folks who operate the restaurant um they plan on being open as soon as it makes sense to be open right and and no slowing down in, in preparation, yeah. getting ready for that. Um, it's going to be great. I mean, it's a, there's 5,000 people in the borough, almost everyone, well, everyone really um, is in walking distance if they're, if they're able to you know, walk 10 blocks. Right. Um, there's that new parking lot opening up across the street. I think, you know, there, there are some other places in town to go out. I, I, I'm, I go to the Big Easy all the time. Yeah, um, and I don't want to take anything away from the other other places, but this is like the, the main corner in town, and it's right. going to be hopping. Yeah, I think it will actually help too because it'll rather than take away because I think it's going to make people think to go into main go to Main Street for nightlife and and meals, and then there you know if there's a line or a wait, then it opens up the opportunities for everyone around you know to. Yeah as opposed to it just being like if there's one night spot in the town, people aren't necessarily thinking of going there, you know? So if there's like maybe one or two or three, then it, it encourages people to see it that way and to say, let's go to Ursford for dinner or whatever, you know? Right. So I'm excited for that very reason, yeah. like you said. And the other, the other <laughs> restaurant tourists in town, you know, that they, they know they'll just have to up their game and make their, their yeah. places more interesting. And, and, you know, they welcome, more attention on the food scene. Yeah, definitely. It's sort of the, the way everyone's been Yeah, I had no idea that there were that many buildings on that corner. Like, I see the main, obviously the main structure that was once Borough Hall. But, so they're all considered, like, the extension up 4th Avenue and everything, that's all considered separate buildings that you have there? And the apartments um, and stuff? Or how does it, what is the layout like? There's just separate well, buildings on that plot? Or? Uh... That building has four different street addresses. Oh, wow, okay. Um, the, you know, two for the commercial, two for the residential, different ways in and out. Right. And then there's some uh, townhomes behind that most people probably don't even know are there. Oh, wow. And some going up the street. It's a, it's a little, it's the whole corner. It's a, yeah. it's a neat property. Yeah, for sure. I know I've walked, we walk past it a lot, especially now you know, maintaining so safe social distancing and stuff, but we've been, I've walked this town more in the last five weeks than I had the three years previous living here. You know, it's just kind of, it's kind of been an interesting uh, renaissance, I guess, for me. <laughs> Walking, they say is good. So my wife and I and my kids, we've been hitting every single street in Royersford um, at some point during this, uh, just to encourage that outdoor exercise within a safe distance is important. But uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, the business, I mean, the like I was saying, the, the building is so cool. Like, we walk past it, and there's, like, there's this one door that my wife and I always, like, like. It's got, like, a padlock on it. It's, like, such an old-fashioned-looking oh, yeah. door. Yeah, and you're, like, that's, like, I'm, like, in Charles Dickens' time or something. <laughs> that's what it feels like when you walk past it. It's, like. There is um there is a, a, a red door on the brownstone, which is one up from the corner, which is yeah. what you're talking about. It goes, yeah. it goes into the basement. Um. 
let's keep it a mystery as to what's on the other side. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a very cool door. It's, 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 it's a, it's a pretty neat spot. Yeah, definitely. That's how I feel there's that one building next to, um, I forget which it is, White's Barbershop or Adam Rees, but the, the little merchant tailor building. Uh-huh. It's this tiny little thing. And I was like, I don't know what could be there, but I think it, if somebody could keep that building that small and make it like a hot dog stand or I don't know, something interesting just to kind of preserve the history there. I, that's, a, that's another building on the main street that you're like, what is this? It's like, it's the size yeah. of like a room, but it's a building, you know, it's funny. It's an awesome, awesome building. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then I, I can't um, talk about Reuters for real estate without a shout out to my buddy Tosh. Right. Who has, um, so, you know, so I bought these buildings that were mostly vacant. Um, and so did he, and he is so good at the historic, renovation of historic buildings mm-hmm. so you have to update them a little bit just to bring them up to code right so like right. You put in windows that are safety glass and you know, doorways that are ada compliant so there's some things you just you can't keep them exactly the way that they were right. but he is so good at um bringing the historic elements out um you know, if you look up at the cornice like the top row of all of his buildings they're all painted in multiple colors and, right. you know, um, it, the detail, the attention to detail has, has forced me to raise my game. <laughs> and, and he, you know, we go back and forth as to who can, who, who can, um, take an old building and, and make it pop the most. <laughs> um, he, he's, he's probably the best, but I'm, I'm trying. That's funny. It's true though, but it's, it's like what you were talking about with the, the restaurants and everything. It's like to, competition is really good and and to be able to talk about competition in Royers Ford is exciting because up till now like you had said like getting that first lease signed is the hardest because it's like well there's nothing else here why would why am I going to come here and be the the cornerstone or the the anchor you know I'd rather see somebody else take that first leap and then I'll jump on board kind of a thing but when when we can openly talk about there's other people doing the same thing I'm doing and it's causing us to improve our own work because we want to, you know, playful competition, obviously. Um, but then also the financial aspect of competition is it's a good problem to have. And hopefully between Tosh's efforts, your efforts, and the various other people that are investing in the community, we're going to see that start to really explode. And peop- and the people who are going to benefit are the, are the residents because you're going to see um, property values going up. You're going to see people making Royers for the destination again like it once was. And, uh, that's one of the things that's really exciting and, and spring city for that matter as well. I don't want to forget about the other borough, but uh, obviously your, your main efforts are within Royers Ford. So um, that's really exciting to hear you talk about those things and especially the, that corner building, which has got so much history in it to see it start to be restored back to its original glory is exciting as well. And and so maybe we started with the outside or that was the part that was visible. You know, yeah. we, we um, uh, power washed or, that's not really the right term, but we, yeah. we used a, a soap a soap material to clean the bricks. Right. <clears throat> and there was all kinds of, you know, they, they were brown and now they're brick color again. Yeah. <laughs> um, we replaced dozens of windows and those are, some of those windows are 10 feet tall. So they're yeah, custom section windows. Um, we painted all the trim. Um, you know, we had an 80 foot lift there to get the sort of upper levels we replaced all of the downspouts and things because there was 
some water control issues that you know, water running down the outside instead of proper channels. Yeah. But the thing that's really interesting, a lot of people don't know this, um, inside that building, if you look at how tall some of those stories are, we, we have apartments inside that have you know, 14, 16 foot ceilings. Wow. Um, and these you know, 10 foot windows. Um, and I, I think, well, this is accurate to say every single apartment in there is different. Yeah. Um, a lot of them have exposed brick. A lot of them have exposed beams. Uh, some of them have steel beams. There's some steel I-beams in that building that are like you know, fact, factory size. Wow. And we, we've tried everywhere we can to keep as much of that interesting character uh, in, in you know, as many of the apartments as we can. Um, and they're all different. Yeah. And, and, we, and we like that. Every single apartment's different. Yeah, it's a unique and, experience. And they all have something interesting, you know, and ex- some exposed brick or beams or original hardwood or something. And we try and play up that sort of quirky, historic, but modernly functioning stuff. Yeah. Fun. That's, it's very creative. It's cool, too, because it's going back to what you had said about, you know, Main Street businesses kind of having to change their model essentially is that they have to, you know, the ones that survive are the ones that provide that unique experience. So the fact that each individual apartment is unique kind of mirrors what you were talking about with the various businesses and things, you know, Anna Marie's and soul like it's a unique experience. That's why you go the atmosphere, um, the ambiance for those places. And then the apartments kind of echo that because like not one is the same and you, you can make your pick based on what appeals to you. If you're in the, in the market to, to rent, if you find yeah. it, you know, oh, I really always wanted exposed brick. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you can't get that. And in, in a new, you know, they're building all these apartments in King of Prussia and places like that. It's right. they're not that interesting. No, and, cookie, and they're so cookie. much more expensive. And, and here we have these, you know, hundred year old buildings that have really neat stuff, but also have, you know, double pane, you know, windows and are, you know, very solidly built and yeah. you know, granite, countertops and stainless appliances and yeah the modern amenities but with the traditional exactly uh, atmosphere it's really cool and it's uh, and a cool town with yeah lots of neat people um i mean yeah, and, and the, the, that's one of the other things and, and you and you've highlighted a lot of these folks but there there are i don't know 10 15 20 people in Rorisford who work constantly on a volunteer basis to make this town great and I'm, I'm always amazed by them I, you know the between you know the folks on borough council and jenna and anna marie and some of the business owners um in town um you know and and the real estate the the folks who are doing a nice job with fixing up the real estate and you and um uh Amy, the Historical Society, yeah. you know, they're, they're, the amount of work and effort that they're putting in is the difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah and that's why Roars Ford is, is um, propelling itself forward faster than some of the other towns nearby. Yeah. It's the people who are, yeah. who are doing it selflessly. Yeah, it's incredible to see, you know, they always say 20% of the people do 80% of the work, but I mean, the amount of you look at the work that's been done and then you can trace it back to just that, you know, that group of 10 or however many 
it's unbelievable just in such a short amount of time. Even since I, I moved here in May of 2017 and just seeing, and I started Discover Springford in September of 2017. So I was, I jumped right in with both feet uh, as soon as I got here. But, you know, everyone that I've met, the people you've mentioned, it's, it's the same. It's like, I, I came here and I said, I want to be a part of this. Like I, there is no real sitting on the bench kind of an attitude with, with these folks. It's I'm going to get my, I'm going to get in and I'm going to get my hands dirty and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to build the community that I want to raise my family in. And I want to be proud to say I'm from and that kind of thing. And that's, that effort is we're going to see the lasting legacy of that uh, for years to come because people are putting in the effort that they're making it their own. It's not, you know, and that's the thing that I wanted to do with discover Springford, which was, I don't want to be a, a transplant you know i just i moved here because taxes were cheap and the schools were good you know what i mean like i i want it to be you know i'm from royers ford that's that's my hometown you know i i didn't i wanted to become a local as quickly as possible and hopefully through these efforts and the and the support of those like yourself and uh anil and and some of those initial folks anna marie i look back at that list of the first you know seven or eight businesses that agreed uh, for some strange man to come and film them and sit down and have an interview with them when I had nothing to show for it. You know what I mean? I, now I have a, you know, 59 episodes that I can say, Hey, do you want to be on discover Springford? Here's the 59 episode archive. They, they said yes before even knowing who I was and without me being able to show any example of my work. So I really, I, I'm so enamored and, and in love with the people of this town because of that very reason that they were willing to embrace an outsider and make him one of their own. And I feel like, you know, with yourself as well, you know, just kind of jumping in with both feet. It's, it's an exciting time. And, you know, outside of what's going on right now, obviously, uh, which we'll, we'll get past and it'll be a blip on our, on our timeline ultimately. But uh, yeah, sorry. I went to, I started pontificating there a little bit, <laughs> but I get excited talking about it because it's, it's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I, I've left a lot of people off that list and I'm thinking of all the other people no, sorry. who impressed me and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, should I mention these all these other people? But uh, um, there's no, we know, it wasn't an intentional slide. I'm sure people yeah. understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, it, it is a lot of the, a lot of those people are the, are the reason why I got excited about the town and, you know, and I'm, um, we'll see what happens over the next 18 months, but I, right. I would, I would definitely make more investments in Royer's Ford and yeah, you know, all the, all the local realtors. And I hope all the local property owners know that I'm, I'm interested and I'm, I'm available. And you know, the, 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 my criteria for this sort of renovation stuff that I like is, you know, it's gotta be big enough to make a difference. Yeah. Um, and it's gotta be um, in, interesting enough that, with some effort, it can, it can be beautiful again. Yeah. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, a cinder block building in the middle of town, although I guess I do have one of those. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, it's not as interesting as, as a, a large historic um, building that, you know, can be repurposed, repositioned. And I had a couple things I was working on and I'm hoping that, um, I'm hoping that they happen, although everything's sort of on hold right now yeah. to figure out, what to be, but I, I would, you know, I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're pretty far into our thing here and I'm not sure yeah. who's still watching, but yeah, if fine. anyone is interested, you know, I'm, I'm always looking to, um, get involved with projects. Um, my email address is my 
first initial of my last name at Gmail. It's bsenrod at Gmail. Um, I've talked to probably every building owner and business owner in town at, at one point or another. Um, you know, I've, 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 I've helped some, you know, in, in ways that, you know, help them didn't really do anything for me. Just, you know, Hey, let me see if I can give you some tips on how to, you know, fix your own building up or build your business. Um, you know, I, I have been in business for 30 years. Um, yeah. And if there's a way I can get involved, great. Um, otherwise, I'm just happy, happy to help people sort of figure, figure stuff out on their own. Um, you know, and, and if there is another big tran- transformative um, real estate project in downtown Roars for that I could do, I would, I would, I would jump all over that. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad you said that too. And and just to to piggyback on that, I know we've been mentioning the apartments and the, you know obviously we have the retail space, we have the commercial space, but then also the residential aspect of it. Um, hopefully, I will remember to add some of the photos of of the <laughs> of the in post production, as it were. Uh, but some of the the unique spaces that are available and you know or may come available in the future, um, you know it, it it's a your your chance to, to kind of. Uh, be a part of something unique in Royersport. If you're, if you're, if those that are renters are looking for space, you know, this is a, this isn't just like a studio apartment that you can throw a couple bucks at, you know, this is some, this is a unique experience and a way to invest in the community as well. Uh, and to live in a really posh, <laughs> a very highly, uh, uh, what, are, what are, highly renovated, highly, uh, modern, but also like we had said with those traditional, uh, aspects of the history of the town so uh to definitely encourage you guys to take a look at what they have available uh in some of the re- the rental spaces on main street knowing what you're you know paying for is is done with a lot of love but also with a lot of uh a lot of looking towards the future of what rurus work can become yeah so that's my plug for you there <laughs> thanks <laughs> no problem and and you know and and uh I won't throw anyone else under the bus, but me, me and some of the other real estate folks in town, um, you know, we talk about this stuff a lot. I mean, we want housing to be you know, nice and, you know, obviously safe first and then yeah. nice and um, you know, exceed expectations in terms of character and amenities. Um, but we also, we want it to be affordable. Um, and affordable is like a is a weird thing when you're right. situated in Royersford because you have um, you know, some areas that are um, much less expensive and much more run down, not that far away. Mm-hmm. I won't throw any other you know Pottstown under the bus yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, and then ten miles, five miles in the other direction, you have this really these really fancy luxury things and really high paying jobs, and so. You know, we want to be able to provide a mix of options right so that um, you know h- hardworking folks who need something that's affordable can live in town and then also you know the executive that works at Merck or you know, one of these big businesses who wants to be in town with everyone else they have options too right um, and I think that yeah th- there's always some some when I post a, when, when we really take the time and make a really nice apartment and we do everything right and it's, it's you know, beautiful and could compete with anything anywhere, right? you know, half the people who comment on it say, 
I can't believe how expensive that is. This is Reuters for blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then the other half of the people are sitting in their office, you know, in Collegeville in some, you know, high tech company. And they're, they're thinking, I can't believe how affordable this is. Right. So it's like, it's a very, you know, complicated dynamic. You know, right. Reuters Ford's going to be much less expensive than King of Prussia, slightly less expensive than Phoenixville and more expensive than Potsdam. And so you have to kind of find that, that right balance right. Of, of people. And it's, you know, um, the, the, the best tenants for us are the ones that pull, pull up and walk, walk around and go to Sweet Aloha and show up with their brood awakening coffee and, you know, say, you know, oh, I, you know, I was walking on the riverfront and um, this is the town I want to be in. This is great. Um, but, the, you know, and, and those people might have all kinds of different jobs and income levels and things like that, but they're community oriented and they see the charm and the old buildings and you know, that's, that's, that's what we have going on. It's really, that's awesome. Really great. Yeah. And, uh, do you currently have any, I mean, this will, this will, I'll put this up in a day, you know, a couple of days after we actually do it, but I'm sure things won't disappear that fast with where we are right now, but are there current rentals available? Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way they can do that? I would say, you know, our, our apartments rent very, very quickly. Okay. Um, we, but there's always two or three turnovers per month just because, you know, someone's lived there for a long time and they're moving on for whatever reason. Right. Um, but they go pretty quickly. Um, and, um, you know, like today, right now I have one, uh, apartment available okay um and a couple more that are coming up um you know and you know we, we position ourselves as being you know among the the higher end stuff in town um so you know if someone is looking for that and they you know they know what they want and they know when they're looking to move every month there's two or three options okay um and and the other landlords at, in town are great, uh, you know, most of them. And we share stuff back and forth. So if someone did reach out to me, um, I know like on Facebook we have Main Street Roars Ford is our page. We have I don't know under a thousand, but close to a thousand maybe followers. We always post all of our new stuff there. And if someone contacts me and says I'm looking for blah blah blah. And I want to move on this date and I don't have something, I'll just send it to, you know, give them names and numbers of other people in town. You know, we, we compete fiercely with each other, Yeah. but at the same time, we also were very happy to help each other um, and, and help people find something that works for them. Yeah, that's great. Cause it's, you know, like you had said, it's, there's different niches, you know, like demographics and things like everybody has a different need. So, you know, filling the need, even if it's not what you're offering, that is best fit for them then that's cool that you guys are willing to, you know, pass them on or refer them because that's, yeah. that's helpful for a lot of people. So that's and great. One well, more, one more plug for yeah. the restaurant. Sure. So this downtown restaurant that's coming in, I know that, you know, some, some little tidbits of information have come out over, over time, Yeah. but they're going to have a full liquor license. They're going to have dozens of craft beers on tap, um, you know, cr- creative, uh, and very accessible menu, you know, 
I know that there's some vegetarian options and some gluten-free options, but there's, you know, burgers and normal food and just fun stuff to eat. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great. And the yeah, space is really neat. Yeah. We have I've all seen some of the windows. renderings and stuff, which just looks so cool. There, there are some renderings, yeah. but um, we have this entire wall that's the old historic stone from the foundation that we've exposed. Wow. Very high ceilings. The floors are really neat. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be really awesome. That's great. And the location's great. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's right in the middle of town. Yeah. I can Almost walk there. Can so walk I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I can walk there, which is exciting. Cause it's like, I can walk off some of the calories that I'll be consuming. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. awesome. That's great. And if you live upstairs. <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> we're, we're putting in lots of sound and, um, uh, you know, noise insulation in between yeah. the floors because I, I said to the people that run the restaurant, I was like, have fun, make noise, play loud music. I, I, we will, we will envelop you in, in sound insulation. You know, <laughs> let's, let's have, let's have a lot of fun down there and, um, you know, keep, keep everyone, everyone happy. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. So that'll, that'll really be great. And, and I think, you know, when will that open? I don't know, but I, yeah. I would assume it's this calendar year, you know, yeah. sort of um, will speed up or slow down depending upon um, how the um, uh, social distancing and restrictions on restaurants change. I, I don't think it makes sense for them to open up um, as a takeout only place. Yeah. With the liquor license and things, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly praying and hoping for uh a quicker turnaround than than a lot of people are predicting, but also with a very a very loose grip on being very practical about it at the same time, you know, trying to it's trying it's trying to strike that balance of being hopeful but also realistic at the same time. So, yeah. Um, but we're all kind of in the same boat, and I know a lot of people are struggling. So hopefully, um, this this information is exciting because it's giving you guys something to look forward to. Um, out at the you know as we continue to see the light at the end of the tunnel as of right now it seems that new cases are on the downward slope uh, which is good and uh, hopefully it'll continue that trend and the warm weather will will knock some of it out and and we'll be celebrating summer and fall almost normally <laughs> that'd be fun yeah i hope i hope it's just a um te- temporary setback and temporary might mean that it's it could be months or it yeah. could be quite a while but you know, I know that um, uh, the trajectory that uh, our, our little borough is on is phenomenal, and everyone was feeling that completely. Um, and you know, I, I think that um, you know, I, I've said, and 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 Tosh and some of the other folks, you know, this is not a short-term commitment for all of us. I mean, you look at the the people who've been buying real estate and what our track records are um, and the business owners, you know, like in Anna Marie or whomever, you know, we, we, we will all be standing there and celebrating and doing new and interesting things, whether it's two months from now, six months from now, five years from now, you know, it's a, it's a long, it's a long-term project for all of us. Yeah. And when you look at like, I didn't mention the stuff that Rick's doing down on the waterfront. Yeah, right. Um, and I've I've met with um, some folks in Spring City, and you know, I think they're still, you know, um, try, trying to figure out what their next several moves are. Yeah. 
but I, I think that you know over the um, over the next five years, um, the transformation will just continue, and it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, definitely. If I was if I was a young person looking for a town to to set up shop in and um, make a long term commitment to, this is a good one. Yeah, I agree. That's what we th- that's what we thought when we saw it, and that was three years yeah. ago at this point. So it's only it's only going up from here, which is exciting. And the property values will will continue to follow. I mean, I know that I still you know buying a house is a big commitment, and I know that um, you know putting together a down payment and taking on a mortgage and all that stuff. You know, no no matter what the price of the home is, is is usually the biggest commitment that someone makes. Yeah. Um, but I think that if there's, um, it, it is, it is got, it is a place I believe that's undervalued relative to what, what it, what it is already and what it will be. And I think that, that it's, I don't know what's happening in the last couple months, Yeah. but houses would come on the market and they would sell instantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, demand f- far outpacing supply. And that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't, doesn't happen in a lot of places. No, it does not. So that's it. That's an exciting thing. And hopefully anybody who's listening or watching that you're, you're feeling the excitement too, uh, even in spite of, you know, what we're currently facing. That's, that's the purpose of this show and why we decided to, to try something different since we had to end our uh, official season a little bit early. Um, but hopefully by continuing to produce this content for all of you listeners and watchers and supporters of Discover Spring Ford, um, that it's only going to further excite you about once we clear out of this, uh, this little uh, downturn that we're in. We're definitely on the, on the, the long-term trajectory up. So that's exciting. So Brad, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, I'm excited as I knew I would be because I just get excited talking about Royers Ford and, and Spring Ford as a whole. Um, if anybody, just to reiterate, anybody wants to get in touch with you, the best ways are through the Main Street Royers Ford uh, Facebook page uh, and then your email, which is bsinrod at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone about anything, really. You know, if it's, you know, anyone that's willing to buy buy me a cup of coffee at Brewed Awakening, I'll sit down and brainstorm <laughs> with them. And if I can if I can offer any advice or help that's worth a cup of coffee, it'll be worth it. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no no promises, but no, I'll that's fine. try. Well, it's Brad, cheaper than taking Warren Buffett out to, out for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And much less valuable too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all uh, what's the word? It's it's subjective based on you know the area and what you're looking for. So. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. This has been awesome. And, Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I, Stay uh, safe. I, thank you. You too. Yeah, your family as well, and with the your employees and everything, we'll be thinking of them as they are still out and about uh, interacting with those in the health industry and and. Uh, you know, just praying that everybody stays safe out there. So thank you so much. Uh, right, I will great. be in touch with you in the, in the future. And thank you all for watching or listening to Humans of Spring Ford, this feature that we're doing uh, as a continuation of our third season of Discover Spring Ford. Until next time, start to do your own research online since you can't get out there yourself uh, and discover what makes the Spring Ford area a great place to live, work, eat, and explore.